In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'll be your Sherpa up and down Success Mountain today. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and you're in for a real treat. Pen and paper, something to write with. Definitely, you're going to want to take notes. This is a guy who I've got a chance to personally work with, but also been able to just study and watch him kind of lead others. And how he leads his own life is also very inspiring. You know what? If if you're looking in social media, you may have seen his name pop up in Forbes, Business Insider, Entrepreneur, and so many more. He started writing, you know, kind of professionally back in 2001. And to date, his words have grossed well over a billion dollars in his network, himself helping clients, brands that he's helped. And he's actually doing something really, really cool. He's charting his success uh, with a podcast. So he's also a podcast host. So as you're listening today, make sure you subscribe to his podcast, The Road to Billions. Uh, Stephen George, I'm excited to be here. I know your father, a husband, just an awesome guy. So welcome to the show. We're gonna have a lot of fun today. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. And you know, I love you. Anytime I get a chance to talk with you, uh, it is a real treat. Cool. And as uh, you're listening today, taking notes, uh, stephanpaulgeorgi.com, you're going to want to get on his email list. And, and it's one of the really good email lists, not the ones where things come and you're like, oh, crap, I got to hit delete. This is the one you want to read. Before we get launched, question everybody gets asked, what is your definition of success? That's a... Great question. Um, you know, I think that we, I, it's hard to answer. Right? Leaving the world a better place than um, how I came into it. You know, I think that's a huge part of it. Like the idea of when I'm on my deathbed, which I studied philosophy in college, so I have an existential streak. And when I'm on my deathbed and I'm dying, that I feel hopefully very at peace with that. And, and I feel like, in fact, like thrilled to have lived and to have made an impact on the lives of as many people as possible, people that I love and have sort of left a, a lasting legacy that has nothing to do with money, but everything to do with love and inspiration and, and things like that. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed about you, following you for a while, but also working with you personally, you're just passionate about, you know, really your, your work making a difference. And I even just read a post recently, it may have been last night, that you just want to give away some of your stuff to like the generation that's on you know, the rise, right? The 18 and under generation. And you just posed a great question in one of your groups, the uh, the copy accelerator program uh, of just like, how could I do this? I don't feel weird, like asking people for their birthday, but just the way you think is also just compassion, like just to want to make the world a better place. And so I'd love to to back up just a little bit and use some of your words. How did you even get into copywriting way back in 2011 and think of it as like something you'd even want to do? Yeah, so um, it was really from my my now wife Laura. I met her at a poker table in uh, Las Vegas, and my dad had just passed away from cancer, which sucked obviously. Before that, I was an outdoor ed instructor, having done a bunch of other jobs, and then was a outdoor ed instructor in, in marble 
uh, Falls, Texas, and thought that's what I was going to do for the next five, 10 years of my life. Uh, really, speaking of me, I mean, it was really fulfilling, right? I, I was in this, um, it was like a double wide trailer. I had a roommate, I had trailer mates. I made like $200 a week, but I got to eat free camp food. And the trailer was like free, it was like free room and board. Um, but I was like teaching kids about nature. I was outside all day long, like swimming, hiking. It, it was amazing. Then my dad got sick. I went home and he uh, died, you know, within, I guess, four or five months of being diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. And I'd gone to Vegas to kind of blow off steam about a month after that, uh, very randomly. And um, yeah, this girl walked into the poker room and I, I joked to the table, I hope she gets seated with us. And the table kind of laughed. And then she did, which was cool because for people who don't play poker, when you go to play poker at a casino, you don't just walk in and sit down on a table. You see like a host and then you say that the game you want to play. And then they look at all of the tables and they see which one has uh, seats that are open and they kind of try to keep it so that all the tables stay balanced. And so uh, there was at the time poker was kind of um, still bigger than it is now. There was probably 40 tables in that room, maybe more. And, um, and so, you know, and it was kind of like a just, I noticed her the moment she walked in, but the fact that she got to see at my table was kind of this fate thing for me. And, and anyway, somebody asked her, what do you do for a living? She said, I'm a copywriter. Or she, sorry, she said, I'm a writer. And I said, you know, it's amazing. What kind of writer? She said, I'm a copywriter. And then I um, pulled out my iPhone one or whatever. And I Googled under the table, what's a copywriter? I had no idea. And, you know, then I just wanted to talk to her because I thought she was you know, attractive and uh, we kept talking and, and spent more time together. And then basically a few weeks after that, I went to take my, my last kind of corporate job uh, in South Florida. And um, she came in for a weekend and sort of moved in with me at my request. And um, then after a few months of, of being doing outside sales in the hot Florida sun, and I'd come back and she's, you know, in her pajamas or her underwear, drinking a beer. And she made like four or five times as much money as I made you know, doing something creative, writing. I was like, I got to try this. So with her help, I posted something on a website called Warrior Forum, like basically offering for people to hire me. Um, and I read their copy, woke up the next morning. I had, uh, I think it was 297 in my uh, PayPal account. Two people had paid me for a sales letter. And um, I quit my job like a few weeks after that. And uh, I've never looked back. Man, well, somebody played his cards right. So congratulations <laughs> on hitting the jackpot, right? A lot of people sit at tables forever and never actually win. So I love it. But I think the thing that I love most was you had the the idea in your head, I'm going to Google what the heck is a copywriter, yeah. like, right? Like at the table, why it's all going on. And that's something that I think most people miss out on even to this day. They They read something, they take it for fact, they don't do any studying and they just believe. And you're like, well, hey, I've got tools at my fingertips. So, you know, you went from $200 or so, we'll call it a month, room and board life and all that kind of stuff to, you know, waking up the next morning, kind of saying to yourself, posting on Warrior Forum, hey, I'm going to do this, 297's in your account. And you're like, damn, I hit something. Yeah. And what I, I want to talk about is of just having the confidence to kind of follow your passion, even if you're kind of self-discovering that passion at the time. You walk away from corporate America, you fully just throw all of it into this. And we're talking in the intro, you know, a billion or so dollars. And I know Jim Dew was on your podcast recently. You were talking about like, hey, this is something I'm just about to cross over. You know, do you ever just stop for a moment and just look back and just go like, if I wasn't at that moment sitting playing cards, just like trying to make some extra cash where I would be today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the time. I mean, I, I think it's one of those just really uh, serendipitous and fortuitous moments in my life that I'm, you know, eternally grateful for. There's sort of, 
those mentors that appear. I think I look at my my wife Laura, who you know the, the girl from the poker table, as as one of those mentors and the right person at the right time. And then I've had you know I had another one a few years after that who helped me to really uh, get super good at writing copy and charge more. And um, and I'll probably look at my partner Justin and Copy Accelerator actually as one of those people because he's um, he sees the world very differently than me, but it, but it's helpful. But yeah, it's just a lot of luck, man. I, you know, it's like I, I think there's there's definitely like fortune favors the prepared or whatever, right? And so to your point of pulling out the phone and googling it, and you know, I, th- I think like you need to take you, you can't the universe will put things in front of you, but you have to grab them. You can't just like you know sort of wait for them to 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 do everything for you. But um, but there's yeah, I'm just super lucky. I honestly just feel very lucky and grateful uh, very often in my life. Like literally today, I've, yesterday, every day, I feel a lot of gratitude. I love that too. Um, people often say like, you know, luck isn't real. I'm like, no, luck is real, bro. Like, you know, you go hit 20 on the roulette table walking by from like, from, you know, one dinner going to exit the casino and you just throw some money down. That's like my, my favorite number. Yeah. And everybody looks at me and I'm like, dude, you gotta have luck, you know? And like, you just have to believe too. And I, and I know deep down inside, you just have a, a powerful belief system. Um, what I'd love to do I want to talk specifically just about how you're giving back and helping right now. Um, you and, and Justin have rolled in a copy accelerator. I know our company ship offers is part to uh, proud to be a part of that. Talk, talk just to me, like where that idea came from for you to just go all in on kind of wanting to, to mentor and coach. Cause I think that's such a beautiful give back. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Justin had the idea for copy accelerator and originally the idea was, he wanted it to be like where we could train the copywriters of for companies, right? Because it was like all these companies have in-house writers and they don't know the writers kind of like are, are inconsistent. And you know, the business owner would probably find it really valuable if we could, you know, train their writers for them. Um, but as soon as we sort of started workshopping the idea, it was very apparent that all these kind of the business owners themselves wanted to join and also the freelancers wanted to join. And then what you kind of realize, and I think this is true for a lot of people who are confident in any. Um, you know, industry or, or niche or whatever is, we always kind of forget how much we know. And so as soon as like, I started sharing stuff about like freelancing and hey, like here's how you can earn more as a freelancer, how you can get better clients, that kind of stuff. The stuff that I had taken for granted through my experience um, and it was making a huge difference in helping people to get these cool wins. It was like really um, exciting. And then standing with business owners because you're like, oh, I made all these mistakes when I was scaling, you know, my funnels or my business. Uh, and here's what worked. And then they do it like, oh, it worked for me too. And like, oh, this is, and, and then I guess just hearing like the, the wins from people, because again, it's never like the, the money is like a measuring stick. So and it, it, it's, you know, if I share like, like today, somebody who, who joined our mastermind in February of 2020, he was making like, he never made more than five or $6,000 in a month. And he's like, oh, I made $84,000 this month of March, 2021. And like, that sounds impressive and it is, and it's cool, but it, but the, the money is like very secondary to like, what does that mean for him and his life? Right? Like, what can he do now? Like he's the, the, the confidence he has, because frankly, we do tie our confidence to like our performance, right? A lot of us do, especially as entrepreneurs, but then beyond confidence, like for, you know, for those who have families and they have kids and it means a better neighborhood, it might mean better schools for the entrepreneurs. It means hiring five more people or 10 more people. And then all, like there's a crazy ripple effect. And, and that's the part that um, just feels so good. That it's like, addicting and, you know, like an addictive, like, it's cool. That's thing I learned really early on kind of this copy starter is like making, we make money from it, of course, and it's a really good business. And 
people make money, but like what keeps you coming back is just like the impact you're having. And then that got me just sort of obsessed and, and addicted to trying to have as much impact for as many people as I possibly can. And I love it. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break. What we're going to do uh, when we come back with Stefan today, you can visit more at stephanpaulgeorgi.com. You can learn, get on his list, like download his podcast, subscribe, leave a review. He's got a cool concept. I love it. It's kind of reminds me when I was in radio, he's got a, a guy, Ed, I think helping uh, to take calls. Uh, they do it kind of live and then you get a chance to listen to it. Um, it's cool because you get a call and ask real questions in real time to somebody who's going to go for giving you the, the question you may or may not want to know the answer to, but he's going to give you the truth. That's what I love. I think that so far I've learned, and, and if you're listening along for the show, you know, you're dealt a hand of cards, but you know, you get an opportunity to shuffle them uh, in your own hand and play them how you see fit. Uh, there's so much that Stefan's going to talk about on our way down success mountain today. And he's already been sharing these little golden nuggets and, and what a, the ripple effect, right? You don't know the impact you have on somebody until you get one of those text messages or an instant message where saying, thanks, you've changed my life. You know, most I've ever made in a month was five. And, you know, now I made, you know, $80,000 in a month or so. And, you know, thank you because you not just changed my life. You changed the trajectory of my family's lives. And uh, I love that. That's one of the greatest things. It's not money. It's what happens when you help people see the value of money. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back on the Beef of Hill podcast show with our special guest today, Stefan Georgi. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right. We are back on the Beef of Hill podcast show. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, up and down Success Mountain today. Special guest, StephanPaulGeorgi.com. You can go learn more there. But Stefan, man, it's good to have you here. As I've said in the intro, I've gotten to know you over the years, done some business with you. Happy uh, Ship Offers is a part of the Copy Accelerator program. I just love your image in the sense of Man, you just want to make the world a better place. And I know a lot of the content that you know you you put out there in the world has a lot of engagement. And a lot of people, um, one of my coaches and mentors, Sean Stevenson, used to say, if you thought of every comment or like that you got as somebody was dying on a plane today, they, they literally went up and they came down and the plane crashed and all of those people died. How would you feel if you got two likes? Would you look at it any differently, right? Because People took time to at least comment, engage, or something on your content. But you also have a message and a method behind it that gets people to buy. Let's talk a little bit about content and strategy today, because I think it's super important as anybody's listening to like, hey, how do I put my stuff out there, content words, and get people to engage? What are some ideas that you have, even helping maybe to frame some stuff? Yeah. So I think as you're trying to create kind of value-driven content, well, I think the real secret actually is, is for a lot of the content we're doing when we're marketing ourselves or our brand is um, there's a blend. Like people, people, I call it emotional response marketing, right? So there's the idea of like direct response marketing, which is you have a call to action, you like click the link, take some external action, pick up the phone and call, buy now. Um, I look at emotional response marketing as where you're taking 
um, you're eliciting an internal reaction. It's like a feeling, right? And then that may later on manifest itself externally. So um, how do you do that, right? It's storytelling. It is authenticity. It's vulnerability. It's humor sometimes. I think you know the, the worst mistake people make with their content generally is just being too dry and not engaging and, and not being storytellers and then not being real and humble. People love stories about failure and struggle more than they generally like stories about victory and success. You know, if you can tie the two together, great. But talking about the times you've struggled and what you've learned, that's more valuable because most people are struggling with something. Like I think we're all, everyone's struggling with something at any given point, no matter who it is, the most successful person, you know, is struggling with something and, and being able to share, uh, you know, your experience and how, you know, that impacted you and the lessons learned is, is wildly valuable. So I think that's a huge one. And then I think the other part is, you know, you then tie it back to your audience, whether it's a reader, a viewer, or whatever. There is always the um, what's in it for me, like right question that's being asked. And that's the one, there's a, there's a difference between storytelling and authenticity, uh, but there's a fine line between that and sort of just rambling about yourself. So like, you know, as you tell that, like relate back to your audience. Like, you know, maybe you can relate, even language, even verbally, right? Like, Maybe you can relate. Like, have you ever had a situation like this? Like, now I know what you're thinking, but here's what was going on in my mind. Um, you know, just things like that. So you stay connected to your audience. I think that's really valuable as well. I think that one of the reasons why I've always wanted to interview you, just have you on my show, you just have an easy way of kind of like putting words. And so maybe that's why you get paid the big dollars to help coach people and write words for a living. But what I want to do, um, I have a special segment called the fulfillment round. Um, we ask a bunch of rapid fire, fun questions. There's no rights, no wrongs, but I ask you, please don't pass. I've had one guest in, in four plus years pass. If you don't know the answer, just have some fun and make it up. Sure. All I need from you is your permission. Just say, I am ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Favorite place you visited in the world? Um, probably Cabo, even though I feel like that's not as sexy as it could be. Oh, you know what? Medellin, Colombia is, is the time in Cabo. I like it. Yeah. Uh, best restaurant experience you've ever had? Um... And this is supposed to be rapid fire. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have a plug to Bootlegger in Las Vegas because it's an old school Italian restaurant. It's like the the head chef is a woman who's like 103 years old, and it's been in Vegas since the 50s. Um, it's a really cool ambiance. I love the food, and it's kind of that old Vegas feel. So I'm gonna say I love food. it. R&B or country music? Country music. Favorite country singer? Um, uh, I was listening to Eric Church today. So I'm gonna give him some love. I like it. Um, if you were to write a country song, what would the title be? Um, it would be Breakdown on the Highway to Loneliness, just because that sounds like a good country song title. <laughs> Everything comes back in a country song. I've learned that. You get a chance to have maybe like one to three hours of total peace and quiet. No wife, no child, just you. What would I find you doing? To be in a forest on a really warm day reading a book. Cool. Do you like to get out and exercise still? Like, do you like love to run? Do you like to ride bikes? What, like what kind of stuff would I find you if it was like you and your, your family out today? Like, what would you guys go do? 
Yeah, so we already were you know, getting warm in Vegas, and so we already spent a bunch of time out in our yard today. I was playing with my daughter. She's on the swing set. Um, and then you'll find, I do a walk around my neighborhood pretty much every day. Um, it's about three miles, and I at least do that. So, um, yeah, just, just walking a lot, whether it's my neighborhood or in like a, a trail or nature or stuff like that. You know, I, I lost my dad, too. So I just want to let you know, like, um, I don't know your exact pain, but I understand um, what a father looks like uh, in our life. What is something that you've made a point knowing, um, you know, you lost your dad that you've been able to do for your daughter? Like what's something that you've been able to make a point just to, to be there in a, in a unique way? I think it is just recognizing the uniqueness of my, uh, position and, and my fortune and that I can, I, I, I wake her up almost every single morning. I'm the one who gets her up. I spend the first hour of the day with her. I play with her. Um, I put her to bed almost every night. I just, just, just time. I think I can get my, my dad was, um, ended up pretty successful, like very late in life. He was like an early employee of a company and they sold, he got some money at the very, and then they died like two years later, which by the way is why I don't just wait for that windfall. Right. Cause it's like, finally was like, Oh, I'm financially comfortable dead. Right. Um, but he, but he had to work all the time. Right. He, and he, I know this is, I'm not going to go for too long because I was probably rapid fire, but you know, he, he was doing business trips. And then, um, we moved to California. They had a factory in like Tijuana. So he was going to Mexico several days a week. So he wouldn't get home till late. So I love him and, 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 you know, I love him more than anything, but like I, we didn't have as much quality time. So if my daughter is, I'm able to give her quality time and be there a lot. And I'm so thankful for that. Man, Stefan, thanks for being on the show. You made it through. You know, one thing that, you know, I want anybody listening to do is, is go check out uh, stephanpaulgeorgi.com. Subscribe, get on his newsletter, subscribe to his podcast. Take a moment just to appreciate where you're at. No matter the cards that you're dealt, you can always reshuffle those cards. Um, and never know when you may need a mobile phone uh, under the table to Google something to find out what you really need to know. So then you can find the person of your dreams, marry that person and live happily ever after. So his name's Steph and my name's Tony. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. <laughs>